Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa. Before we get started on this episode of the podcast, I just wanted to mention that in some way, shape, or form, this podcast has reached its 10-year anniversary or 10-year birthday. It was November in 2007 when the Mystic Something podcast, because it's had its name changed, has been online. So I just wanted to bring that up. I think it's kind of cool. That sounds like a song, Mystic Something. Mystic Something. What a mystical night for a something. Oh, wait, that's a different mystic song. Never mind. That's exciting, though, really. Ten years is a good run. Yeah. The first episode was demonstrating the KNFB reader on the Symbian platform. The following is a short demonstration of the KNFB reader mobile. We go to Chili's and read the menu and read money using the currency uh, recognition feature and we also use it to read the bill with the total amount and then I'm going to press the uh, soft key one which opens the reader now it's ready now I'll hold the phone up uh, estimate maybe 10 inches or so and then press the um, lower portion of the phone, of the uh, cursor cross, up right up above the two. Reprocessing picture and books, articles and labels format. Cameras three degrees clockwise relative to the page. Text cut off on top and right. Okay, I was too close for to a it. Soft flavor. Anything but ordinary. Southern Smokehouse Bacon Big Mouth Burger. Jalapeno Smokehouse Bacon Big Mouth Burger. Smokehouse Bacon Triple the Cheese Big Mouth Burger. Honey Cobotal Baby Back Ribs. Flurry Cracker Delabia. Boneless Ham and Arrow Wings. One. J. SDL Dua. Flavors O are meant poblano the mildest pepper. Great for stuffing. Your face. Ancho A dried version of the poblano with a mellow, sweet heat. Jalapeno, Nacho Average flavor makes this hot tie number one in America chip it a lie. Smoky, mysterious and a funny name for a smoked jalapeno. Okay. So I'll flip to the next page and try a little bit higher. Bottom. Triple Dipper. For starters, A-2. 
Make Monday bites. Enjoy a serving of four savory mini beef burgers topped with applewood smoked bacon, American cheese, sauteed onions and ranch dressing on sesame seed buns. Served with crispy onion strings and jalapeno ranch dressing on the side. Wow. So that's how old it is. And there's a lot of things in there in the earlier podcasts that aren't really relevant anymore, but they're really cool to go back and listen to. Today, we have two forays into the Mystic Access Magic Castle for you. So you get to meet two interesting people, find out what they're all about, and perhaps buy yourself some holiday gifts or some for someone you love. So that's going to be lots of fun. And we also have lots of announcements and goodies that we need to share with you in between these interviews. So definitely stay tuned for the entire podcast because we have a lot to share. The first person that we are going to have in the Magic Castle is Denise Russell from SpeakToMeCatalog.com. Denise and I got together on Zoom and we just had a really, really nice conversation about Speak To Me, how she got started, and there's a really, really awesome story that she tells within the podcast. So without further ado, here's Denise Russell from SpeakToMeCatalog.com. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. Here I am in the Mystic Access Magic Castle, and I have a special guest, somebody who I've done business with for probably 18 years or so, stumbled across her website. And if anybody knows me, they know that I love, absolutely love things that talk or make noise. So I want to introduce Denise from Speak To Me Catalog. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. So how did you come up with the idea for a catalog of what I just said, talking products and things like that make sound effects? Well, way back in July of 1994, actually when the internet was just a baby, I was a stay-at-home mother. My second son was about three, was like a toddler, and I didn't want to go back out and be away from home. And I was trying to find something that I could do from home to earn money. I had been studying and reading books on mail order for a number of years and decided I found about 20 products and I just plunged in, basically. Cool. Yeah. I started with uh, a little five by eight little black and white catalog, uh, maybe about 20 pages, I think it was. I had... uh, Uh, 60-minute cassette, and I think my mother recorded the first one uh, back then. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's how we got started. We could keep all our products in the the bedroom closet when I first got started. And now, after 23 years, you know, we have several hundred products, of course, now. That's how it got started. And you, uh, you wonder why I picked Speak to Me. I think mainly because I am a blind person, too, and I like talking things just like you do and singing and fun things. And since these things talk, I feel like they're speaking to me. Thereby, I came up with Speak to Me. Yeah, I remember when I first had contact with you oh so many years ago, and we talked on the phone, and I placed an order or changed an order or something, and I heard you with the Braille writer. And that's just a sound that you can't mistake. Right. And I thought that was really kind of cool because I had no idea that you were a visually impaired person. And when I heard the Braille writer, I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. 
And you know, Chris, the, the main thing that I wanted to do, I didn't want to become like the other guys that sell Braille writers, you know, things specifically for the blind or right. deaf or stable. I wanted another avenue that I could go down that would be more of a gift-giving, novelty, fun aspect of talking and singing and enjoyable product. So, because a lot of people ask me, why do you sell toys or why do you sell teddy bears? Because this is the focus that I was, I was not trying to copy the other guys. I was right. trying to do something different. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you set yourself apart because you go there and you see a lot of these fun things like the last thing, couple things I bought from you recently were the Star Wars pizza cutter. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big Star Wars fan and, and I thought that that was the neatest little thing. I bought that and I also had the Henrietta Hen that I bought yeah. and yeah. yep. Yeah. yeah. I love that thing. That's really neat yeah. how that works. Yep. You know, it's funny, uh, through the years, because when I first got started, little talking things were that electronic sound, that ding, 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 you know, it really yeah. is like, oh, okay, yeah, right. Now, things have progressed. I mean, some of the things that I have now, I, I do demonstrate them at the website, are really CD quality. Absolutely, uh, yep. Them, really make them sing in beautiful songs. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. One of the things that, I got from you a long time ago, and you probably remember this, and I have it somewhere, but it kind of sort of works still. It is that fountain that played the piano, the musical fountain that you plug yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, I forget what that was called, but that's really neat because the water, for those that are listening, the fountain looks like a little piano, and when the water falls down on the piano keys, it plays the music, and it's really neat. Yeah, very different. Yeah. A lot of people ask me how I get my product. You know, where do I, you know, there are a lot of them are very unique. I do a lot of homework. I research a lot of other catalogs. I go to a lot of gift shows, uh, take me to Las Vegas, New York, Georgia. I travel uh, throughout the United States to these gift shows. You know, it's interesting. When I first got started, the people at the gift shows saw me and they were taken aback and they were, I guess they were saying, how does a person with a visual impairment shop for talking products? Right. Because I would go with a, with a friend of mine, my, a cool friend of mine, and, and she would be walking with me and we'd go up and down the aisles looking for these products. And at first I, I wasn't well received or people had some stereotypic views of sure. a blind person, you know, uh, mm -hmm. shopping. For products. Yep. Thank goodness the person that was with me would always say, you know, why did they look at me, Denise? You know, why yeah. you're the buyer. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, and why are they so, why are they talking to me? <laughs> you yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yep. she did and she started stepping back. You know, yep. when they started asking us, Well, what are you interested in? She would step back or turn away. They were literally forced to speak to me. Uh, yep. And now, of course, I've been in it so long, people know me now. And, mm -hmm. and you know, they, I've established a lot of good accounts with a lot of people. So that's not unusual. But when I first got started, it was unheard of for a blind person to be shopping for products. Right. So that was one of the hurdles I had to uh, kind of jump through to over, I guess you could say, to... Uh, to do the business, but it, it's a very interesting business and in the fact that every day I've got 
product to sing or talk or laugh or giggle. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I test them before they go out and uh, just kind of keeps it lively around here. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. A, we do, too, because we have a little tiny line of speakers, Bluetooth speakers. Uh -huh. And when we're looking for that type of product, we want to make sure that one, it's usable for somebody without vision. And right. two, we actually create tutorials for said products. So if it's a specific speaker, you're going to get the speaker, you're going to get the tutorial, and you're going to know how to use it when you get it home. Wonderful. Yeah. And if, for example, if they wanted to buy the speaker somewhere else, we don't hide where we get the stuff from. We also right. sell the tutorials separately. So if they want to save five bucks, because the speakers yeah. themselves, really, we're not making anything on those speakers. It's more of a convenience for the user. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah. I would say now we have several hundred, I would say somewhere in the range of three to 400 products that we sell. Uh -huh. uh, we've had to add on. This is a home-based business. So we've had to add on to the house at a building in the backyard <laughs> to house all our products. Uh, I'd say 99.9% .9 of our products are here with us. We ship them out from, mm -hmm. uh, from our location. We're here in uh, the Seattle, Washington area. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful business. I, I love working from home and my family is involved in the business and I'm grateful that I've been in business for the last 23 years. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let me mention one interesting incident that happened to me as far as uh, when people get our products, because especially at Christmas time, we get a lot of feedback from customers who have purchased products from us. And because they range from happy to exuberant, uh, just kind of cheerful products, there was an incident that occurred many years ago where uh, one of my customers had purchased a, it was just like the head of a sunflower, the uh -huh. flower part of the sunflower. And when you squeezed it, it played, it sang, you are my sunshine. Well, she had taken this uh, little gadget to a nursing home. And there was a lady in the nursing home that had not spoken in several years, several years, she had not uttered a word. She took the uh, little sunflower, placed it in her hand, and squeezed it. And do you know that woman started singing? Nice. I mean, very. I mean, very I was nice. Just, yeah. She was just, for whatever reason, that little flower just caused her to speak again. Nice. So I, I, I was just, it's almost like some, you just almost want to cry. But it just, uh, but these are the kinds of comments that I get from people. A lot of people take our, like our prayer bears and our inspirational bears that sing songs and they take them to those who are ill or we've got a bear that addresses breast cancer since it's breast cancer month. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they really say a lot to people and uh, they mean a lot to people. They're not just toys. You know, there are things that people can listen to and be inspired by. And so I'm glad to sell these uh, so-called toys that some people <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if it works and it brings happiness to people, you can call it whatever you want. You can, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's that sunflower yeah. story is just amazing because, well, like yeah, you said, yeah. people would think that, oh, it's just a little silly little thing. And yeah. it really... Yeah change somebody else's life. 
That's it. Yep. Yeah. And I, I hear these stories every year. I think that's what keeps me going because uh, I get a lot of feedback from people in regards to my product and what they do with them and who they give them to. Mm-hmm. And it's always nice to hear, you know, what happens to these products when people purchase them. So I always encourage people when you buy something and you want to tell me about it, what it did or didn't do, please call me and let me know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Feedback is always a good thing. Yes. It's, it's yep. Definitely. Yeah. And people ask me, you know, how do I find these things? Criteria. You know, mm-hmm. Chris, it's probably just, I always say it's so much stuff comes out of China. <laughs> <laughs> so much, and, and you know you have to kind of weed through all of yes, that. Yes, you do. Yeah, uh, I, you know, being in the in the speaker business, okay. But uh, you know, we just kind of select what we think is different, unusual. I try to have things where you can't get it at Kmart or Walmart. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that is unique to our business, and that mm-hmm. you can find with us. And it's a selection process. I, I, I've learned through the years, uh, cheapy, crappy products are not good. They don't no, last long. No, 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 they don't. Yeah. And, and you, you really, like, yeah. like, like you said, you have to weed out the stuff. When we started the speaker thing, you know, it was going to be, like, oh, we'll get one speaker. One speaker turned into two speakers because the one speaker didn't have something that we wanted. Then it turned right. into three, you know. And then it was like, we get this one and we thought, oh, this has everything we want, but it was a piece of garbage. And uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the yeah. voice on it, it was a Chinese voice, but you couldn't understand what it was saying. And it was like Bluetooth yeah. on or whatever. It was like, you can't sell this. That's it. Yep. Yeah, you have to be very selective because there's just a lot of stuff that comes out. And, uh, and that's what I was saying about the chips, you know, as far as these uh, singing and talking items, the, the chips have come really uh, a long ways in the quality. Uh, there's still some bad ones out there, but right. we really, since our catalog is Speak to Me and we play the product on the web, we want them to sound as crystal clear as possible. So we really work to make sure that is the case. Yeah, and you have some really cool things like blood pressure machines, uh, yes. clocks, and watches one of the right. watches that i was looking at is that one that you tap you touch the screen oh, yeah, once the yeah that's yeah. kind of that's kind of a neat watch and then the other one that i saw was the rechargeable usb atomic watch yes yeah that's a good one too yeah one that's, thing about that that i like is uh you only have to really charge it maybe about twice a month which is mm-hmm. not bad it, you know, it holds the charge a very long time. You know, another good product that we have that's been a very, very good seller for us is our DVD player. We actually have, uh, it's not a talking, but it's a DVD player that also has a CD player that also plays MP3 CDs, mm-hmm. Bluetooth, AMSM radio, plays flash drives, and SD cards all in one. And it's portable. Nice. That's nice. Portable, buttons, no digital, knobs, buttons. We did a instructional CD for it. So that's been a very, very good seller. And we've got a lot of great feedback on that particular product. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I just saw that one. It has like a seven-inch screen or something on it. Yes. Yep. And, you know, another... uh, 
you know, we uh, for years the the little mini clock keychain has been out there that speaks the time and whatever. Uh-huh. They just came out with an atomic clocking keychain that has five alarms on it. Really unique. That really is like unique. It. Yeah, it's got a very nice voice on it. And the good news, you can change the battery yourself because on the mini clock keychains. It's very difficult, if at all, if you can change the batteries in it. Most people just throw them away and buy another one. But with this one, it takes one of those CR2032 batteries, mm-hmm. easy to get into the battery compartment, slip it in, and you're all set and ready to go. And so it, just, it just sets itself. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice product. Unfortunately, I don't carry keys anymore, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah, I got keyless locks, and I, I, yeah, I love those. Yeah. As far as people contacting us, you can call us at 800-248-9965. I'll say that again, 800-248-9965. We produce the catalog on CD. We also can send it to you in your email. So if you, when you call, if you just don't need a CD, but want to just get a text version of it in your email, just give us that. We'll put you on the list for that. And we're also over at the uh, Fillmore, which is a, what would you call Fillmore? Kind of a voicemail type system mm-hmm. where you can actually dial a number and hear our catalog, the CD version of our catalog on the telephone. That's cool. And I can use that number to call, which is 773-572-6300. Again, 773-572-6300. And you'll hear my voice, and I'll be directing you to say, press uh, number to hear CD number one and so forth. And uh, you actually can hear the uh, catalog over the phone. Neat. And of course, your website is speaktomecatalog.com. Yes. Yes. I love going there and checking out what's new, what's just arrived, because you always have new things to explore. So I just wanted to take this time and thank you for sharing your stories and your products with us. And of course, again, your contact info is speaktomecatalog.com. And I want to thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. And we are back. We have lots of goodies and announcements to share with you today, some of which are Black Friday related. I think maybe the first thing we should share, though, is a new product debut that is available now for pre-order, but which will be available for you to download on Black Friday. And Lisa can tell us more. We now are happy to announce that we have for sale the Orbit Reader 20 tutorial. And we are putting this out now for a few reasons. First of all, there are some of you who may have gotten this during the summer conventions or via other places. Also, people have promised to purchase the Orbit Reader to give as a gift. They have either already promised or are planning on promising for this Christmas 
okay, when this comes out, I will buy it for you. So one very cool way to present that gift is to purchase the tutorial and either get it from us on an SD card or put it on your own SD card or removable media and put it in a little box and wrap it up or do that however you would like. And so it is kind of the forerunner to the actual larger gift. The final reason that I suggest that you might want to consider purchasing this tutorial is that even though the Orbit Reader is considered a low-cost Braille display, it will sell for nearly $500, and that is an investment. And so making the smaller monetary investment of the tutorial is a good way to decide whether or not purchasing the Orbit Reader is the way that you would like to go. The tutorial sells for $24.97, but if you get it over the Black Friday weekend, you just might find that you can get it for a little less. As Lisa just mentioned, we're definitely going to have some great Black Friday savings for you, and you won't have to do a thing. All you'll have to do is add products to your cart, whether that be services, training, consulting, coaching, products. We have our headphones, all of which speak. Same thing with our Bluetooth speakers and our Habit transmitter receiver, which does not speak, but which comes with about an hour-long tutorial to teach you its use. So if you have a device that is natively non-Bluetooth, you can turn it into a Bluetooth device with the help of this cool little transmitter receiver. So those are some options for you in terms of hardware. You can, of course, buy any of our tutorials and either download them digitally or get an SD card for an additional $15 sent to your door. We do offer priority shipping, so if you need things faster for this time of year, that's only an additional $7 to get your stuff to you more quickly. We also have a free shipping option if that isn't a need for you. If, however, you have no idea what to buy someone you love, we now offer virtual gift cards. And we offer these in various flavors. You can get one for Christmas, Hanukkah, thank you, birthday, anniversary, or a just because card. So you can choose what occasion works best for you or the person you love who is receiving the gift card. The next thing that we wanted to talk about is a class that will be held at the end of November. That would be November 28th, 29th, and 30th, the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. This is a From Window Eyes to the Future class. This is a class that will assist you in transitioning from the Windowized screen reader to either JAWS or NVDA, or it could assist you in transitioning from NVDA to JAWS or JAWS to NVDA, should you wish. For those of you that may not know, in May of 2017, VFO discontinued the sales and I do believe support of Windowize, a screen reader that's been around since the mid-90s. So for those of you that are still using Windowize, this might be a good way to transition off because eventually with Windows 10 upgrades, Firefox upgrades and Chrome upgrades and things like that, the screen reader may become less and less usable as software evolves and changes. That's why we are presenting this class to assist in the transitional period or transition from window eyes. The class, as I mentioned, will run for three days and it will be around 90 minutes per session with questions and things of that nature. The classes are all recorded 
so you'll get the recordings if you are not able to attend live. The class itself is $29, so you can pick that up. And again, you don't have to attend if you feel that you can't make it any of those days or all of those days, you will get the recordings. It's also great for international students. So if you aren't in the U.S. and there's a significant time difference, you can still purchase the class and listen at your convenience. Absolutely. And that concludes our announcements for now. I feel like maybe we need a revolving door on the castle because we're headed back in there. But revolving doors are very cool. And so I think is our next guest. We are delighted to bring to you an interview that Kim and I did with Jeff Thompson. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. So I'd like to welcome everyone to this edition of the Mystic Access Magic Castle, where we do all of our lovely, fun interviews. And very pleased today to introduce Jeff Thompson. Some of you may be familiar with Jeff through the Blind Abilities podcast. And if you haven't checked that out or don't know what that is, we will be sure to have Jeff tell us more about that. But there are particularly lately, I think, have been some really fascinating episodes, including 3D graphics and all sorts of wonderful things. I think you'd find it quite interesting. They're relatively bite-sized. You can enjoy them to learn more about what people in our community are up to and doing and innovating. And I think you'd probably find that enjoyable. But we also want to talk to Jeff today about his woodworking, because that isn't something you hear a tremendous amount about in terms of someone from our community actually doing woodworking. So I know for one that I am looking forward to hearing about Jeff's artistry and how that came about and those pieces as well. So without further ado, Jeff, welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. Thanks so much for chatting with us today. You bet. It's a great pleasure to be here at the Magic Castle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we came up with that on the spur of the moment one day and it stuck. Great to have you. You're very welcome. So Jeff, I'm curious, I guess, to start with, how you got involved with and what is behind Blind Abilities? Well, Blind Abilities started, actually, it started way back when Audio Boom, audio boom was mm-hmm. in effect. Mm-hmm. I just wanted a, a name, you know, someone said you shouldn't, this is back, back in the days when you shouldn't use your real name on the internet. So I came up with Blind Abilities and I was just Blind Abilities. And then after a while, Audio Boom decided to give me a channel. So I got a channel and people could submit. It was just a, like a through fair. People would come in, chit chat about anything. It was like a room. And it started to get iffy on the Audio Boom platform. It felt like we had a foundation built on sand. And so we decided to get our own website. So I built a website, Blind Abilities. Dot com And I had to kind of separate Jeff Thompson from Blind Abilities in a sense that Jeff is a person, my nickname's not Blind Abilities anymore. <laughs> and so that's, that was really interesting. And so with a solid foundation of a website, we decided to put together podcasts in a form. And the first few sounded just like Audio Boom in a sense, because it was people that were interested and we got involved with. And slowly we just started to hone in our craft. Pete Lane came on board and He wanted to learn about podcasting and stuff, so I took him under my wing for a while. He's a good read. He reads stuff, and he's a quick learner, so I may have gotten him started, but he took him to where he is today, and him and I keep applying abilities going, and we're growing, and that's where it all started. Wonderful. I mean, I think that is the capacity in which most people think of you as Jeff Thompson from Blind Abilities. 
Uh, of course, people who know you who are local think of you differently, I'm sure, and in, in other capacities. But one of the other really fascinating things you do is your woodworking. I'd love to know how you got started in that as well. Well, when I lost eyesight, I went to a training center and it was more of a smorgasbord type of thing. It was vision loss resource here in Minneapolis. And I thought I knew everything in the world pretty much. So I decided I shouldn't take woodworking. Well, it was about 10 years later that after my dad passed on, I had taken care of him for two years. I needed a tune-up. So I ended up going to Blind Incorporated and they put me down in the woodworking because I didn't have a choice. And they handed me a click ruler. And after 10 minutes of me just playing with the click ruler, it occurred to me, I can take all my woodworking tools out again because I had put them away nine years ago. And my dad always told me, if you can't afford it, you better <laughs> be able to make it or something. You know, you do it yourself. Mm. So with that mentality, I used to do some woodworking. I was a weekend warrior. And after four months of being at Blind Ink, they hired me a full-time as an instructor. To teach woodworking? Yeah. Oh, the nice. irony. <laughs> yeah, too funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how one little thing, you know, some people like take podcasts, like your tutorials or something. Some people may not need the entire tutorial, but if they get that one bit of information in section three, it might change everything for them. And that's what the click ruler did to me. It just changed everything. The, the light went on and I was right there to receive it. Wonderful. So what kinds of things do you make now? Well, today I make random things, one-of-a-kind type objects. All my family has my projects, and then people mm -hmm. come in with a request or something that they see. But then I use some of it for like conventions or other stuff. A friend of mine wanted something in Illinois. She wanted a tea box. Her husband enjoys tea, and he's from England, so a tea box. So I had to figure oh. out what size <laughs> bag of tea is and six of them will go in there with dividers that are adjustable kind of you can remove them but it's kind of like a jewelry box and it opens up and you know the lid stays open so it's really neat so I when I make one I make three I may not finish the third one but I'm starting to finish the second one now and it's been a year and a half later but once you're making some parts of something you just whip through a few more and just store them. So I make a tea box, I make tables, I make um, candy machines, candy dispensers, different varieties of those. And those work good for like giving gifts or giveaways or silent auctions because they're handy. Once you put M&Ms in them, everybody loves them. Of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, are they different shapes or are they just like, is that like a box kind of with a lever? How does that work? Well, that's a good one. The taller one is based off an Amish project. I had three hours to get a present for my mom for Mother's Day. So I, <laughs> oh, boy. It was like, hey, there's an Amish place. So I went in there and I got her a candy dispenser. But I happened to be borrowing a talking tape measure, which I don't use. But anyways, I measured it up and wrote all the, brailed down all the measurements. And I had three students that were in the buddy program. No, they were in the step program in the summertime at Blind Incorporated, make them and they use nails and stuff. And, and on the fourth one I made, and I had my sleep shades on, but I made it myself so I could learn how to teach it totally blind, you know, without resorting to any type of sight at all mm. whatsoever. So if you're going to teach something, you better be able to do it how you're teaching it. So and so I had number four, number five. So I have number five still in my shop just kind of sitting there. But I've made probably over 200 of these now. 
and that one's a large one, so you can go out right off your diet with that one because you can get a <laughs> out of that real easy. The other one is a smaller one, and you spin it with your thumb. It's like a wheel, and three or four will come out. So that's like a paperweight one, something at the office where people can come up. Uh, they won't walk away with a handful. They'll walk away being teased. Yeah, but if I had that on my desk, I'd be doing it like every 15 minutes, and then, yeah, that would be the end of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, spin that thing. Yeah, spin, spin, good stress relief. Exactly. <laughs> Yum, candy. Do you find, speaking of that, that this is an art form for you that does help to kind of whisk the cares of the day away and allow you that kind of moment of peace and stress relief? Because I know doing creative pursuits like that for me, I find that really does just kind of take you out of your head and put you somewhere completely different. Kim, you couldn't be more right on because when I when I fire up the shop and I'm going to go out there, if I'm going to make one of these, I'm going to make 20. And yeah, I get it. I just start the process and you start getting into the groove of it. And I do like one of a kind things, but when I finally figured out how to make enough jigs and enough stuff and get enough buckets to throw the parts in, I just get into a zone and a lot grinds away in the brain. That is <laughs> not when I'm using a saw, not when I'm Sure. And, but yeah, it really feels good to be in that zone. I love it. Wonderful. The thing is about the projects like this that I do, there's something that I've taken on. But when I was teaching at Blind Incorporated, people come in there and the woodshop class is not technically, we're not trying to create carpenters. What we were doing was creating people to do something outside of the box, outside of the expected, you know, kind of a shock thing when you tell your mom, yeah, I operated the table saw today. You know, because when the students come in there, they're not expected to be operating table saws and machines with blades and everything like that. And especially when you got girls and boys, girls come in and they get to fire a nail gun and they're like, yes. And they, I set a board across the garbage can and they bang, bang, bang. And they smile because dad and mom didn't really let them into the shop or the garage that much where boys were expected to be you know, doing stuff like that. So the guys will come in and go, yeah, I've done that. And I know they haven't, <laughs> but they're <laughs> got that. So there's a psychology thing that's going on where the girls are like, they're eager to say, I don't know a thing about it, but I want to shoot that gun, you know, that nail gun. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love that because it, it also might bring about a bit of empowerment from not only the stuff that you haven't done, but it just boosts that confidence and saying, oh, wow, this is something totally new and different. And I can go out and take that into other areas of life and say, well, you know, I did, if I did this, therefore, can I put that what over here? To, yeah, what else can yeah. I do? Can yeah. I put that over here to this area of life as well and <laughs> find that appreciation? If those students go home after they finished blindness training, if they go home and they're sitting at their table and the table wobbles just a little bit and their hand reaches under and finds where the leg connects to the table and they find a wig nut and they tighten it up. That's success right there. Instead of saying it's broken yep. and not investigating. And that transfer, those transferable skills, that's a lifetime. Absolutely. I was really fortunate to grow up with a dad who does a lot of mechanical stuff, like on, you know, big trucks and stuff. So, I mean, they, he owned his own business. And so he's always doing different stuff. And he was always encouraging me because I'm the only child. I'm the daughter, you know, so I'm it. And he was always encouraging me to do that type of exploration and investigation. And well, why does it work? And how does it work this way? And what do you need to do to it? He was very explanatory and very hands-on in terms of a lot of stuff. So I've always been a very handy gal. I think that really transferred to my adult life and it really works for anything. But I think just having that knowledge and having that confidence to say, yeah, I can 
pull these screwdrivers out and you know do whatever I got to do to this thing mm-hmm. or you know hammer this thing back in and feel very comfortable doing it as an adult and as someone who certain people may not expect me to say oh well you're going to do that aren't you going to like knock your hand off or break your toe or you know something like that trying to do some of this stuff it can be hugely empowering and it can break some stereotypical barriers down as well I think in terms of what yeah, you're doing. part of what it was too was I wanted to get back to being me in a sense. I remember the sure. day I held a nail up and I went to pound it in. My brother, my younger brother looked at me and then I kind of glanced at him. Then I nailed again and then I handed him the hammer and said, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And it was just a feeling of, I gave up that. I was the kid that always hung out with my dad and you know my older brother and my younger brother didn't and now they wanted to take over or they kind of moved into that spot and when i found that click ruler things that were going off in my mind were so selfish it was like i can do this i can measure i can do and within a week i was already teaching students during my class period time and you know just like as i mentioned your tutorials and stuff now doing podcasts over the last few years I've noticed you can put out some podcasts that are like candy, like something on a new gadget gadget and people just suck it up and you know, they listen to all of it. But the other thing is simple things on like doing the laundry, get just many hits because it's not boastful or people aren't out there talking about it, but they're at home, you know, figuring out how to sort clothes, how to do this, how to do that. They might be moving into dorms. And that's where I see your tutorials are. People are reading them, but they don't talk about it all the time that they're getting educated. You know, mm-hmm. they want to say, well, I figured this out, you know, or something. So it's neat that you guys have that available to people because they learn from them. I think in yeah. our community, there's a great deal of shame involved mm-hmm. in saying, I don't know how to do this. Often I will hear somebody say, well, I've had bad experiences with, or I'm just not good at. I'm not tech savvy. I'm not very good with stuff around the house and they don't know. And so if that information can be provided in ways that are step-by-step and patient and thorough and easy, then that is empowering. I was not allowed to do a lot. And so things that I learned, I learned from books, not only how-to books, you know, Like, this is how you do this and such when you can't see, but also just novels and things where actions or parts of actions were described. But information and experience really is powerful. Chances are that a lot of your students maybe did not go on to continue to use nail guns, but maybe they used something else, some other tool, either physical or mental. That was the nail gun was kind of a stepping stone. I've never used a nail gun and now you have me kind of curious. (laughs) So (laughs) that's an experience I will probably try and seek out at some point. It's fun. You'll like it. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds sounds kind of fun. Hammers are a little can be a little scary. Although I learned a really cool trick from somebody a couple years back and I forget where I learned this, but you can get a comb and you can use that to hold your nail in place so that your Mm -hmm. fingers aren't right there in the line of fire, so to speak, because I'm kind of a very tentative hammerer. (laughs) You know, you only do that once and you learn kind of the hard way, but yeah, I have to find and play with a nail gun. I have a sister who uses a blowtorch to do creme brulee and things, and I'm thinking, you know, 
That would be fun. I wonder if that's doable. What kind of skills do you need? She's the resident fire bug, though. So probably if anyone showed me how to use it, it would not be her. <laughs> it's really exciting to know what people can do when they're given the opportunities and they're empowered. I think anything that helps people to, and you said it beautifully, find parts of yourself again or to reclaim those pieces, whether that be having transitioned from sight to sight loss or have something happen in your life that has made you feel like you can't do something anymore or you've lost a piece of yourself or something along those lines. I think any activity, whether it be a physical activity like woodworking or music or any kind of creative pursuit that makes your mind peaceful and makes your heart happy and maybe something that you're doing with your hands, anything that you can do in terms of that that kind of brings back that spark, whatever that is, can be profound. So I encourage our listeners, if you're listening to this and feel inspired by that, just to maybe think about that in your own life and maybe just start questioning what that might be for you. Or if you don't know, just maybe have that open curiosity to kind of find out where that might live or what that little seed or spark might be for you. Because I think it's a really good reminder that sometimes one little thing can really shift everything for you. That's really good. And, you know, Lisa also mentioned, she mentioned two things, information and experience. I think experience is one of the best teachers, but information. Now I can listen to a podcast, but if I miss something, I got to rewind. Or if I can watch a YouTube, I'll have to go back and find it. But when I have a tutorial, it's usually I'm able to have it there all the time and reread a sentence. Because if you don't get something, you don't get it. So you go back, reread, reread, and all of a sudden, ding, it goes off. So that's where I think your products that you guys put out, the tutorials and all that thing, it's a great resource for people to have on hand in their back pocket. Thank you. That's very, very appreciated. I hope we approach it in such a way where it feels fun and enjoyable and reminds people that we're people too, you know, very much. We try to stay <laughs> transparent in the process to the point where, okay, yeah, we're professionally teaching you this stuff, but we all had to learn it just like you did. And I, I think that's important to remind people of as well. Exactly. And there's one last thing I want to say is when you get in a tutorial, ignorance is not a four letter word. It just means you haven't been exposed to it. You you just don't know it yet. But in today's society, if you're someone uses the word ignorant, it's like, whoa, Mm -hmm. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You just called me stupid or something. But I like the word because it's me admitting I don't know about it and I want to learn about it. So, uh, you know, that's my stepping stone to getting a tutorial or reading something or looking into something. And it's very easy to be patient with ourselves in areas where we excel. For example, I can pick up a new program and I can use the documentation and I can do pretty well with it. But then, for example, let's take audio editing. I'm not good at it. It is just not an aptitude of mine. And so I have gotten really impatient with myself because I didn't just pick it up one, two, three, but sometimes we need to give ourselves the patience and allow ourselves the patience and the time to learn something that maybe doesn't come second nature to us. And I think also sometimes we need to remember that we don't have to excel at everything I have learned that I like being able to neaten up audio a bit, but that I will never be, nor do I really particularly want to be, an audio editing pro. And so I think it's 
wonderful if we can dabble, we can explore. We don't have to commit and say, you know, I'm going to rock this audio editing thing. We can say, I'm going to learn, I'm going to play, I'm going to explore, I'm going to try it. If I get a chance to use a nail gun, it doesn't mean I'm going to then be a woodworker, but we're allowed to play, we're allowed to dabble. And I don't know, I just think that makes, or at least it can make, life into a delight instead of a drudgery. And we have as much right to try those things as anyone else. And in today's, you know, the gadgets and gadgets that we get, like the iPhone, they don't come really with an instruction manual. They expect the intuitiveness of the, you know, the interface that we work with to be just figure it out. I, yeah. I've never seen an app come out with too much instruction. They're, they're improving a little bit on that, but it's kind of expected that you open up the phone, you should just know it, but that doesn't really work all the time. Some of us are older. Some of us don't get it. Some of us just jump right in and they master it, but can they teach it? So that's where tutorials really come into play because I, I swear it takes me a while to be able to teach something and to be able to slow down and do a tutorial step by step takes a lot of patience. And by the time you're done writing it, you understand what you're writing about. Yeah, it's the best way mm-hmm. to learn something. Yes. I mean, if you want to learn a piece of equipment, commit to teach someone else or to make a tutorial on it. You know, you're talking about the iPhone and I've taught a fair number of iPhone students as I think all of us have on this podcast. And the thing that my students seem to really need to hear the most is the buyer's remorse that I felt. I mean, day one, and well, my first iDevice was an iPod Touch. And day one was, wow, this is cool. Day two was, what in the world did I ever think? What possessed me to think that I could even learn to use it? And I was putting so much pressure on myself and I was holding my hand so stiffly that my index finger, which I was using to double tap items and to slide around the screen, by the end of day two, I could not extend my (laughs) index finger because I had been holding it so stiffly that it was quite sore. I think sometimes we need to hear about people's setbacks and their goofs and their misgivings. Students laugh when I tell them, about getting my iPhone and thinking I was all set because I had an iPod and I knew this stuff and I was good and I started and stopped music playback on the iPhone except I didn't. I called someone I hadn't spoken to in years at two in the morning. Oh, um, <laughs> I was able to end the call really quickly and they never got it. I called the next day all apologies, but it was a rather sleepless night for me. And so I, I don't know, I think it's really important sometimes that people know about our failures and our setbacks, as well as our successes. And this goes far afield of woodworking, although it does kind of fit in the whole blind abilities thing if you take all of that literally. And that's some of the kinds of things that are discussed on the podcast. So we certainly do hope you'll check it out. Absolutely. There are some nice, relatively bite-sized episodes that you can check out and listen to on your lunch break or when you have a few minutes. And they really can inspire you to find your own sparkle and learn what other people are up to. And especially lately, I've enjoyed, I'm listening to the latest one now about the 3D printing that this young woman, Caroline, has been doing. It's just fascinating to see what people are doing 
I mean, to be, I guess, what, 17 or so and start teaching yourself Braille just because you think it's cool. I mean, I love that. I just think it's it's a fun thing. I actually had a friend do that when we were in elementary school. She wanted me to teach her Braille. So I have no idea. I haven't talked to her in years. I think she's out in Seattle now. We're Facebook friends. I should find out if she actually still remembers any of the Braille that she learned back in the day when we were in elementary school hanging out. But I just think the concept of that is fun. So it just goes back to that idea of finding what inspires you. And if you think something's cool, there's probably a way you can figure out how to do it. There's always, generally speaking, something or someone or some innovation that you can use, or even we won't even say innovation so much. It's just a small modification or even a little tweak that might make it a very accessible experience for you. So jump out there and go for it. (laughs) Kim, I almost laughed out loud. Find your sparkle is such a you thing to say. Find your sparkle. That does sound like like me, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Find your sparkle. (laughs) Find your sparkle. I was was wondering how the guys in the audience will respond to that. So that's good to know, Jeff. I'll send all the guys t-shirts. Find your sparkle. (laughs) There, there you go. go. I love it. Uh, yes. It's, it's 2017. Guys can sparkle. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll just say you can dazzle them with your sparkle. Ah, yes. There you go. See, that's good. Yes. Jeff, mm-hmm. if people want to contact you for more information about blind abilities or about your woodworking projects, how would they go about doing that? Well, they can get a hold of me on Twitter. One of them is known as Jeff on Twitter. There's also Blind Abilities on Twitter, but Jeff Thompson at blindabilities.com is my email address. And yeah. Refresh my memory. A Thompson with or without a P? With. with so a P. it actually, it looks like Thompson. Right. <laughs> but it's Thompson. Excellent. And we will have all of that in the show notes if that is helpful to you and we hope that you will take advantage of that and if you have any questions or items you might like for holiday or other gift giving that you will contact Jeff. Jeff we thank you for coming on and talking to us and for all the wonderful information you've provided. Well thank you very much for taking the time and getting a hold of me and making this happen. It's a real pleasure coming on to Mystic Access and meeting you Kim and Lisa. We've met before but nice to talk to you again. My pleasure. It's been great. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. And we are back. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And we would like to wish you a happy and safe holiday season as our next podcast won't come out until after Turkey Day or Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yes, for those of you here in the States celebrating, we hope you have a wonderful, prosperous, fantastic Thanksgiving, and we are very grateful to have you as part of our listening community. I always roll my eyes when people say, don't eat too much turkey. Yeah. Turkey is not the thing that gets me in trouble. It's the stuffing. That's one thing. Okay, so any particular kind of stuffing? Just your regular stuffing. stuffing. Yes. Okay. Because my aunt made this stuffing with chestnuts and sausage. It's pretty Mm. darn good. In recent years, I've started to really like cornbread stuffing, although I like the regular stuff too. My mom used to fry the stuffing in butter the next day, like slices of stuffing. And, you know, I don't know, to me, it's not real healthy, but most things seem to taste better fried. But that one was never a favorite to me. So... What about you, Kim? You have a favorite Thanksgiving dish? I'm a ham girl myself. If I had to choose between the turkey or the ham, I would choose the ham. And I like to do the ham with pineapple. 
it's just so delicious. Yeah. It gives it that extra little kick. And if I have that and some mashed potatoes, which have to be done with the mixer, you just have to use the mixer on mashed potatoes. It's just not the same. It makes them whipped and fluffy and amazing and delicious. And if I have that, and I have a friend who generally will make her cranberry relish, and it is divine with anything that you happen to have for Thanksgiving dinner. So between all of those things, and of course down here we call it dressing for <laughs> that particular side. So if I have so, all those things... Uh in the north, we call it stuffing because yes, you stuff I know. the turkey. <laughs> but I don't know. I can't even tell you when's the last time I've had it stuffed into anything. We I agree with you, but that's my mother used to. Oh, it's good to... that way, though. Oh, I guarantee you it is. We always stuffed it in the bird, and then we made a pan of it. And we, I grew up hearing it called, and I live in Pennsylvania, but I grew up hearing it called filling. Although ah, there is a different thing I've heard called filling. And filling as the Pennsylvania Dutch make it, is mashed potatoes and you chop and you saute some onion and celery and you put it in with your mashed potatoes and then you bake it in the oven so it gets kind of a crust on top. Oh, um, yum. All this, all this talk to, is going to make me want to get my Thanksgiving dinner out. Yes. <laughs> so you have to answer, since you chose mashed potatoes, Kim, mm -hmm. you have to answer the question on which the fate of the universe hangs, and that oh. is smooth or lumpy? For me, generally, personal preference is smooth. I okay. tend to like them beaten essentially to death with my kitchen. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, that's what she said the with the fluffy. mixer. Well, with the yeah. mixer. Did you ever mix your potatoes, Lisa? Because my mother used to do that all the time when I was growing up. We would make, um, oh, yeah, she'd put them in the mixer and man, they oh, were yeah. wonderful. Yep, I have done that. I also have, when I was making smaller quantities, just done it with a hand mixer. That's what I do. I like a few lumps, I don't like skin in mashed potatoes necessarily, but I like a few lumps. Mm -hmm. It's really you just hard like to remember that they're potatoes, right? <laughs> yes, and that way, if there are lumps, you know they're not instant because, yeah, especially on Thanksgiving, that's, that's a good point. That's, that's so true. Yeah. You know what? We should do this. I found a fun song. It's been around a while. I found a YouTube clip and maybe we'll include that in the show notes. There's a fun YouTube song about potatoes that we can put in there for your listening pleasure. Yes. Yes. I'm hard pressed to think of a favorite Thanksgiving dish because I really do like them all, but I think my favorite is really like having them the next day. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been known to have green bean casserole for breakfast, which is ridiculous that it's only for the holidays because it's so easy to make. You just dump the stuff in and cook it and you're done. But I've had that for breakfast one year. It was like two or three days after Thanksgiving. And I had some, I guess from the night before, you know, when you're cooking and you order pizza, I had some plain pizza in the fridge and I took the pizza and I cut up some turkey on it, heated it up and then added some cranberry relish to it. And some of you are probably rolling your eyes and making horrible noises, but the combination of all the flavors was so good. So I think my favorite is just creative uses of leftovers and eating so many leftovers that you don't want to see them again for another year, but it's oh, all I would part of the that. fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. After Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'm like, I don't want to see turkey again or ham again, generally mm -hmm. until Easter yep. and then November. <laughs> So now that we've made you all hungry, we do hope that you will have 
an enjoyable holiday, whether you are on your own or with lots of family and friends or something in between. We hope that you have a wonderful day and hope to be hearing from many of you after Thanksgiving and hope that you will find something you like on our site that you can take advantage of our savings and learn or be entertained as in the case of headphones and speakers. And uh, we just wish you all the best in the season. Take care, everybody. Bye now. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.